First part is uh, is a, a flat chat chat with uh, Jimmy Thompson, who uh, writes for flatchat.com.au, and that's all this week. And um, <laughs> we'll be we'll be talking strata with him. So if you've got any questions about about your block, about your unit, about your townhouse or development or whatever it might be, if it's strata, we're interested. We don't talk about houses as such. We're talking about the kind of things that are peculiar to apartment living, to unit living. one three hundred triple two seven zero two is the number if you'd like to join us this afternoon. If you're listening in the car, uh, driving past your flat perhaps, here's what you need to know. Lane, Co- Lane Cove North, Epping Road just past Mowbray Road, truck's broken down, there's an outbound lane closed. On the M1 at Mount Cola, Karingai Chase Road, truck's broken down, northbound's a bit slow. Cecil Park, Westlink M7 at Elizabeth Drive off-ramp. There's a southbound lane closed. Elizabeth Drive at Meadows Road in Mount Pritchard. There's been an accident. And that's about it, according to Live Traffic New South Wales. Uh, Jimmy Thompson, who's had much at leisure the last few days, mm. perhaps until Tuesday, is that right? Uh, uh, Wednesday? I, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll wait until I hear. Wait until you hear. <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming in as a representative of flatchat.com.au, the, oh, web, the, the yes, website. The, web, the independent website, which Indep- is not on strike. Independent website, which is working hard on its own yes. here this afternoon. Nice to uh, nice to see you. Are you well? I'm very well, thank you very much. Excellent. Let's talk. Uh, well, you know, Call if you'd like to talk to Jimmy. One three hundred triple two seven zero two is the number. But why don't you bring us up to date, Jimmy, with one of your favourite topics, Airbnb. My um, very good friends. <laughs> My, I, you know, you're a consultant with them now. I'm, I'm, but, it's uh, embarrassing, you know, yeah. that they, they are so fond of me that they just keep phoning yeah. up my bosses. Yeah. <laughs> is there an alarm going off somewhere in Airbnb headquarters uh, right now? Yeah. He's talking again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he said it's, yeah, there's, there's flashing lights, the... the uh, the dogs have been released. Aruga, Aruga. <laughs> Thompson's talking Airbnb. Yes. Where are we up to in uh, in New South Wales? Well, recently the ministers, and that's planning minister and the minister for uh, innovation and better regulation, mm. Mr. Matt Keane, um, released their r- response to a report that came out last year. The report last year basically said, "Yay, bring it on, we love it." Right. And there was a very funny thing happened because, and this was their government commissioned a government, report. Government commissioned from a report from from independent you know, yeah, bunch. and people went yep. along and right, wrote right. stuff. And, right, and uh, and it's called the Coure Report mm-hmm. because that's the name of the the gentleman who chaired it. Right, um, and and it made twelve recommendations, I think, and and the government said. Uh, now I looked at the 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 response and. The the government said, you know, accepted, you know, uh, supported, supported mm. for three of them. Of the other nine, it said qualified support. That's all right. it said. Qualified okay. support. Qual- now, maybe it's because I'm a glass half empty person. Mm. I said, aha, they're stepping away from this. They're saying, oh, yeah, we kind of support it, but... Right. But we don't really. But did they support the major kind of things like, yes, you can have Airbnb in Australia? No, they didn't. Uh, no, they didn't. Okay. They, they supported the really minor stuff right. that doesn't make much difference to anyone. Okay. And they gave qualified support to the, the big things like you can have Airbnb, whether the people, the majority of people in your apartment block want it or not. Right. You can have that. They stepped away from that. Now, right. everybody else was writing stories going, whoopee. Everybody can have Airbnb whether they right. want it or not, right. and and there's me, the sort of lone voice out there going, uh, "Wait, 
So you made the mistake of reading the report instead of the press release. Exactly. What's wrong with you? Exactly. Have you learned nothing from your years as a journalist? I just, you know, and it's like everybody's out of step except me. Mm, that's Again. Right. That's right. <laughs> Again. So you would you would say that the government uh, it had qualified support, so the important things didn't matter, which does actually fit more with the current strata atmosphere, yes, doesn't it? Like yes, if the building yeah, says yeah. you can have pets, then you can have pets, yeah. you know? If the building says you can have Airbnb, well, then you can. Yeah. Um, that would that would make sense to me. Yeah. And, and, and the reality for those of us who live and work in strata is that the majority of buildings have enough trouble organising their insurance that right. they've got to have hmm. uh, without getting deciding, uh, do we want Airbnb until either they can't have it or they've got too much of it. So it's right. not that big. For, for, for the best apartments, the best-run apartments in the best places, those people are the ones who are worried that they're about to get flooded. With hmm. You know, if you, if you live in an apartment block with hard reviews and you've worked very hard and spent a lot of money to make right. the apartment block really nice, right. guess what? These are exactly the apartments that people yep. want to rent. Yeah. And, and they're the ones who will be organised enough to go, nah. Yeah. Well, there's also people organised enough to buy these kind of things and simply turn them into Airbnb, aren't they? Well, this is one of these anecdotal stories which uh, a lot of people are talking about, and, and an MP got up and said this, uh, uh, that this was happening, and immediately got slammed by certain organisations because they couldn't prove it. You know, they're, they're do, you doing think it's, do you think it's largely anecdotal or do you think it's happening? Oh, it's happening for sure. Right. I have no doubt whatsoever in certain areas, in yeah. the areas where, you know, look, yeah. all, all those apartment blocks between the city and the airport, mm. perfect, absolutely perfect. Right. You know, and, and you buy in there and you know that people, you can say to people, it's only 10 minutes from the airport and 10 minutes from the city. Right. Why that's wouldn't they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they book so in So it's there. $100 a night and that's better than, or, you know, 200 a night and that's better than what you're going to get as rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and there's other stuff coming. There was a report the other day that, uh, you know, Airbnb say that the average person in Australia, the average host makes 5000 a year. Mm. And this company that actually promotes Airbnb said, well, no, it's like 18000 is the average of the people who are actually doing it. Right. Not the whole of everybody who ever booked in. Whoever did one. You're right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ever, anybody who ever registered with them and then right, never right. went back. I don't know how, how accurate those figures are, but there is a disparity there. And I, and I read this, there's a woman up in the North Shore, um, 250000 a year she gets from renting right. for I assume is a very, very nice yeah. property. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's unusual, but that's not everybody. We're talking Airbnb, but we're also talking other strata issues with Jimmy Thompson from flat-chat.com.au, one three hundred triple two seven zero two. If uh, if you'd like to join us, so what do you think is going to happen at a at a government level? Are you saying the government will be cracking down on this? I think or is it one of those sort of they don't want to because everybody kind of likes it except the other people who don't like it. Like it's a hard one for them, isn't it? Well, you look at the areas where Airbnb is very active. And that tends to be around the harbour, along the beaches, mm. you know, near the city. The number of MPs affected is actually quite small. Right. All the rest of the MPs are going, we don't care. Yeah, it right. makes no difference to our constituents, yeah. except, you know, the irony is that, you know, the same people who are saying we don't want Airbnb in our building are also saying we live in this fabulous apartment in Paris. Mm. That's right. We've got this. <laughs> yeah. It was terrific. Is this, is this the same organisation? Surely not. Are there other... Precincts either in Australia or around the world that have put in controls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, 
they, they come in in London. Um, one of the things that they've always had a problem with is identifying the people who are illegally, whatever the rules are in a certain area. Mm. And that's one of the things that Airbnb and the other organizations have been very reluctant to say, to open their books and say, well, we, we know who they are, but we're not telling you. Mm. And London basically has done a deal with them. Berlin has banned them completely. Amsterdam is cracking down on them. New York is cracking okay. down. So you it know, could well a, happen. Oh, I, I think what we'll get is you will be, if you've got a house and you want to rent a house or an apartment and you want to rent out a room while you're there, that will be fine. Right. If you've got a house and you want to rent out the whole house, that will probably be fine too. If you've got an apartment and you want to rent out the whole apartment while you're not there, then owners' corporations, the body right. corporate, will be able to decide whether they want that in their right. building. That's my bold prediction. Right. And then it, it may simply be, it may be a rule as simple as minimum one month or yeah, yeah. minimum one yeah. month, yeah. which then cuts out the night after night after night. Yeah. You know, yeah. People, yeah. people tracing yeah. through. Yeah. Mm. Which is, you know, because everybody admits that in apartment blocks, it, that has the most impact, the most mm. negative impact is yeah, when, yeah. you know, you... you bring a noisy party into mm. a house, then it's going to, mm. might possibly well, upset people on either side. The only thing against that is that a lot of people who, who put their house out on Airbnb say you tend to get a great tenant because they want to be rated well as well. It's important for them to have their own. It's just as important for you to have a five-star rating. They need a five-star rating. So if you rent my place and you threw a party which upset my neighbours, I'm giving you one star. Because yep. I put a sign on the yep. door that said, no parties, don't bring anyone back here. It's just the two of you yeah. and shut up. Yeah. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what but, I mean? Like, but I think that's part of the mythology of of the whole Airbnb short stay letting thing. They don't have to be annoying people to disrupt your sense of your home. You you live in an apartment. Mm. You've got your little lift lobby, and there might mm. be half a dozen doors coming off that. And if the people, you know, every Friday night, there's a different bunch of people dragging their suitcases in there. Mm. And, you know, on a, on, a, on a Sunday morning, the same dragging them out. Yeah. You start thinking, well, this doesn't feel like home anymore. And mm. I know it's, a, it's an intangible thing. Mm. But I think that sense of home is really important to people. And when you feel like you're living in a hotel, you think, mm. well, I may as well live in a hotel because then mm -hmm. somebody else will change the sheets for me. You may have thoughts on this. one three hundred triple two seven zero two is the number. Or you may just like to ask Jimmy anything else that you're uh, thinking about or dealing with in your block, your strata, your units. one three hundred triple two seven zero two. if you'd like to join in. Hello, Deborah. Um, hi. What do you need to know? I think you just answered my question with that last answer. Answered my question with the last one. But we lease a cafe at the bottom of the units and we applied for a liquor licence to... Um, to be able to um, sell alcohol with meals. And we were told by Strata that this wasn't allowed. Uh -huh. And I feel that that restricts us in being able to improve the business. Uh -huh. um, wondering, um, we, we kind of walked away from it when we were told that. Is there any avenues you can go to? Well, hi, Deborah. The, the, the thing about the, the Owners' Corporation, if they had in their bylaws something saying uh, under no circumstances can you serve alcohol in your commercial premises, then they could reasonably argue, look, you you should have known this. But if that doesn't exist, then in a way, I, I would be seriously going back to them and saying, look, 
this this is a restraint of trade as far as we're concerned. What are your issues? What do you see is going to be the problem? Because, you know, we think the people in your building who want to come down here and have a bowl of pasta would quite like to have a glass of red wine with it. Mm. So, you know, it, 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 it sounds like they're being a bit heavy-handed unless it already says in your bylaws or in the DA that there, should, there will be no service of alcohol. Well, apparently it was put in the bylaws after the cafe was um, the, the owner of the cafe told us that um, the bylaw was put up after the cafe had opened. Right. It had been running for a couple of years. And he talked about doing it. And once they got wind that he was considering it, considering yeah. it then the bylaws were put in. Yeah. Right. And um, I suppose that's still okay, isn't it? I mean, you, you might well, consider it until pe- it happened. Well, the, th- the thing is that he would have, if he had known they were going to do that, he had the opportunity to contact all the owners and get the 25% of owners to yeah. say... Uh, don't put that bylaw in. Mm. So he's let that slide, yeah. and now now um, Deborah's facing the mm. the, the consequences. I mean, it's, it's but almost... you can still get it reversed. You can right. go back. You can go back to people and say, you know, this is very heavy-handed. Mm. This is all we want to do. It's actually mm. a service for the building. Yep. You know, let's let's look at the bylaw yeah. and try and get it changed. Deborah, thanks for that. One three hundred triple two seven zero two is the number, and good luck with that, uh, David. But if you'd like to join us, you got a question. You might be something like that. You're leasing in a strata. You got a question, or you're living in strata, and there's something happening in your block. Give us a yell, Graham. Hi, how are you, Anne? Yeah, what, yeah. what have you found? What, what happened to you? Well, I had a tenant who subletted the, the apartment out to Airbnb against the the lease co- agreement without my knowledge. And it was a nightmare. Uh, I only found out after people started complaining in the building about the parties and things like that. They damaged stuff. And I was led to believe that if they fell over or hurt themselves, that it wasn't the tenant who was liable because it was my place. I would have been liable for any injury to the person at Airbnb. So, you know, it's, it's all well to say, you know, if you, you're an owner that the body corporate has some sort of sway over you. But if you're in that situation, you, you've got no leg to stand on whatsoever. Mm. You I, couldn't, couldn't you get... I mean, Graham, that sounds like the tenant's broken his lease, so see you later, isn't it? No, but you've got to be able to get in. So to have an inspection, you can't just knock on the door and say, you know, this is the rental police. We want to see if you've got someone on Airbnb. You've got to give them three weeks' notice an inspection. And by I that would have thought you could look it up on Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you thinking, uh, Jimmy? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I totally understand. I mean, it's difficult, as, as it should be. You can't just throw people out mm. without any evidence, but mm. it's gathering the evidence. And the same people who've been complaining about uh, the pot parties and things, well, that's evidence to take to... That's a breach, a breach of the lease to begin with, right. because they're breaching the bylaws. And if you're breaching the bylaw, you're in breach of your lease. So you gather the evidence, and you gather the evidence from the people who are complaining, and you go to fair trading, and you say, I want to I want to evict these people because mm. they've broken the lease. Mm. The person comes up with a photo and says, here's a place today, it is empty, there isn't a person there. And the mediator says, look, on the balance of probability, I have to believe this person isn't a liar, and you've wasted your time. I mean, the whole system... Well, have you had that happen but to have you? Have you tried it? I've... I've had experience in the, the tribunals with mediators and, and it's just, you know, it's an absolute waste of time. Yeah. You, you know, all, all the person has to do is say they're not, try, they're not you know, doing it today 
and that's yep. all that the mediator can act on. I mean, I would sorry, Graham, but I, my understanding of Airbnb is it's a it's it's a forward facing website. Your apartment is listed on Airbnb. You know, if you put in your address, I don't know if the address comes up, but you'd be pretty much able to find it. And well, if the, it's the, listed there, then your tenant is breaking the lease, aren't they? The the address doesn't come up, and there's a cases that were reported to me recently of buildings in the city where the building that allowed Airbnb was advertised on the website, and the guy also had an apartment right, in the right, adjoining building, right, right. so he was meeting them but on this the is street. A tenant, but like, if yeah. the tenant's got a place, like you, you, I wouldn't have thought it would be that hard to find your place on Airbnb, right? Well, it is because they've got a photo of it, and the real estate agent downloads the photo and says, here's your lovely place. Yeah. Um, What's that I mean? Like, yeah. so have you had a look on Airbnb for your place? When I, when I was alerted to what was happening, and, you know, I gave the tenants final notice to vacate, you know, warning, and then final notice, and and they, uh, you know, just snubbed their nose at me and said, well, bad luck, we're not moving out, you can't prove it. Right. Right. But it's on Airbnb. Anyway, Graham, yeah. they, 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 I understand your frustration. I'm sure often when you deal with these things, it's a process, and it's, you know, um, it whether it's weighted one way or the other, Everyone's got to have a fair hearing under that. I can understand yeah. that. But I can hear your frustration there. And um, anything further that he should be doing, do you think, Kenny? No, I mean, I, I look. I would be starting to look at informal ways of dealing with this problem, like changing the locks and doing things that aren't strictly legal, but let them chase you. For and and by that, I'm not, when I say things that aren't strictly legal, I don't mean acts of violence yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> but just you know, finding that uh, oh, we need to. We need to look at the electrical supply because there might be a problem with my apartment and that kind of thing. If somebody's going to is prepared to disrupt you and and basically lie to you mm. by signing a lease that they've got no intention of sticking by, I think they have crossed a line, and you can operate on that side of the line as well. But you're know, nothing too heavy. Mm. Graham, uh, thanks for that. One three hundred triple two seven zero two is our number. Hello there, uh, Bruce. Yes. Uh, with no safety device. Uh, it's funny if you can use a screw to stop the window opening more than 125 millimetres. Okay, so this is uh, this is the what new law, Jimmy, where yes. you, your windows have to be only open so far. You've got to have windy window safety. Yes. Um, you've, well, you've got to have a device in there that stops the window from opening beyond the 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 set uh, measurement. Mm. Um, and there are a lot of devices on the market which, for instance, you can install a lock which can be removed so that you can open the window to its full width. The, look, the, the, the basic thing is a good idea to stop small children falling out of high buildings. Mm. Um, uh, but there's some people are going the opposite direction. You've got, you've got owners' corporations going in and putting in uh, aluminium strips so that the window can never be opened any right. wider than that. And you've got people installing locks, which they basically go, there's a lock installed, there's a picture of the lock installed, I'm now taking the lock, I'm putting it in that drawer over right. there if anybody right. wants it. Neither of which is the intention of the law. Neither of which, right. exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. See, so uh, I think the, you know, uh, putting a screw in, the, in the, the window frame is effective. I don't know if it would protect you if somebody came around and said... Uh, where's your window locks? Or yeah, so yeah. so that may not be compliant, Bruce. Like, it might shut the window, but that's not the compliance. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, doesn't say anywhere that you can't use them. I've got some things from 
it doesn't say you can use them, it doesn't say you can't use them. <laughs> right. Yeah, your problem arises when the owner's corporation comes round and says, we just need to check your windows because we have a response, a legal responsibility because the windows are common property. Uh, we have a responsibility to make sure the windows are compliant with the law. And if they're looking at a nice shiny screw there, they might say, mm, that's not really working for us. Right, right. Uh, Bruce, thanks for your call. Jenny? Yes, What's hi. happening? Um, so a top-floor apartment in a small block has a, a mould and so on growing on the ceiling, uh-huh. which the, um, the manager of the unit, not the strata manager, said was due to a leak in the roof. We got our insurance out, and they had a look, said the roof was fine, absolutely no problem. Maybe some one-off thing happened. Right. Um, This top-floor roof should be concrete, according to the council-approved plans, Mm -hmm. and was never approved to change, but it happens to have um, a framed roof with aircon supply and return ducting in it, looking at the ceiling. So... It seems possible that maybe that's got some condensation, mm. you know, uh, dripping onto the ceiling because they say it's still wet and they say, oh, you know, you strata guys, you've got to fix it. Right. doesn't seem fair if it's only supplying that one unit. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're yeah. on the committee? Yes. Right. The roof is your problem. Um, yes, well, we've had it looked at and it's been declared fine. Uh, how old is the building? Uh, five years. There's a very... Distinct the metal possi- deck roof. Right. It's a very s- distinct possibility that the, the seal on the roof is is broken at some point, and it may have been broken by the air conditioning. If it has been, if the air conditioning was installed by the owner's corporation and it's owner's corporation property or with the permission of the owner's corporation, basically, if that's the problem, you have to fix it. If it was, if it was an individual who had installed the air conditioning and had done so without permission or with permission uh, you, you could probably get them to fix it but it's it's just one of these things you know it doesn't seem fair you're right but I think you just got to fix it but what about if it was installed by the original builder who kept retention of the unit who built that unit differently without a concrete roof and didn't seek obviously permission because there was no owners corporation so that's, what, that's, what, that's what happened that right? sounds that's, like it yeah. yeah yeah well you, then you and that and that person has since sold the apartment to someone no, else. No, still still there, but still there. It's an owner's corporation problem, and the insurance company builder says absolutely no problem with the roof, and has walked all over it, taken photos, nothing absolutely wrong. Right. Okay, in that case, so basically the builder is suing the owner's corporation or is chasing the owner's corporation to fix a problem that you think he or she caused. Yes. Okay, in that case, I would say to you, bring it on. You go to court, you prove that it's our liability because we think it's yours. Jimmy, you on strike is, is quite feisty, can I just say, <laughs> today. Uh, Jenny, thanks for that and uh, good luck with that. Uh, Penelope wants to put an alternative view to the view you're saying on Airbnb. She's uh, texted and said, um, your guest has a view, that's you, that does not necessarily accord with the view of most apartment home owners. Most people believe they should be able to use their properties as they wish. Mm-hmm. He ignores the fact that there is much greater control over an Airbnb guest than a tenant. Mm-hmm. If an investment flat is rented to a ratbag tenant, there's little neighbours can do. Mm-hmm. However, because of the rating system, you're unlikely to get ratbags via Airbnb. Unlike the person who was on the phone before, who yeah, had a problem... ratbag tenant and a ratbag who had ratbag... Yeah, but he can't get rid of the tenant. 
Like that, that's actually what she's saying. Yeah, he can't, the, he's the, having the, trouble getting rid of the tenant. Does it, the, you know, this view that everybody who lives in, and this is the Airbnb standard line, mm. everybody who lives in the apartment and who owns an apartment has the same right as a homeowner who owns a house. It's so, you know, it's last century. Mm. You can now have 75% of your neighbours tell you to, to, to sell your apartment to a developer. Right. right. There, there so you the, go. The, it's the, gone. Rights are, it's gone. the rights are different. Yeah, and yeah. they can tell you how many people you can allow to live in the apartment. They can, you, your neighbours can tell you you may not have more than two people per bedroom. So this whole thing of my home, my apartment is my castle, is, it's nonsense. It's long gone. You live at, you're in a shared space. You share amenities. You share costs. And you share responsibilities. And you can't just say, oh, I'm just going to remove myself from that because I can make some money out of it. Mm. Uh, Penelope, thanks for texting it through. Mr. Thompson, thank you so much. I apologise for the excessive feistiness. I think he's a little pent up. I think we need to get him back to work. (laughs) (laughs) Flat-chat.com.au if you're looking for further information or communication.